Episode 6, Blue Milk. What the fuck? Hello, you are listening to Star What the Fuck? I am your host, Jason Tagmeyer, with Marty Cobb. And our buddy Alex Strang is manning the cantina tonight and cannot be here. We're going to talk about blue milk. Um, if you don't know what blue milk is, blue milk is from, I believe, just one scene. Could be more. Uh, in A New Hope, Luke sits down with Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru to give him some, give them some of his uh, in extreme life changes and plans and to whine a little bit, and they're sitting down for, I believe, is it breakfast? Was it, was I don't it the know. morning after? The, see, the timeline in on Tatooine, like, the, the day, is really confusing, because Luke only, he gets the droids, first thing, I assume. Yes. And then he goes to clean them, and then that's the scene with where he first sees Leia's, Leia's uh, the hologram. And then he goes and has lunch, maybe? Could be Brunch? Lunch? Could, could be dinner. Who knows? <laughs> so, at some point, they sit down for this meal. And we should take a look at what the meal is, but we know for sure that the drink is is a blue milk. I, I guess we don't know for sure that it's a milk. It's just a blue, pasty substance. Well, at least according to Wikipedia, it is called blue milk, and it is a substance that people drink. So we can at least be guaranteed of that. Okay. Um... That's, so, that's pretty much what I knew coming into this. All right. So, without looking at the Wikipedia, what do you think blue milk comes from? How do they make it? What do, what do you think it? What did it? What do you think it is? Well, they're into droids. I wonder if the droids can harvest it in some way. <laughs> but it's milk, so it probably comes from a mammal. Um. Oh God. Um. What do we have around here? I mean, episode... Uh, we see other, like, creatures and stuff in episode one when they go back to... I can't remember the name of them, but they're those little... Uh, I don't know. There's a couple different creatures in, in Tatooine in episode one. In episode four, we have the Dubak. Mm-hmm. The Dubaks are mammals, right? There is one other that you're missing. The Ronto. No, no, no. no. You're really, you're really pulling at the... Yeah, you're really uh, stretching. The, was the Ronto even in the film, or was that just in the uh, special edition? I think that's in the special edition, but I know that they made figures of it, so I, I might be wrong. But Alright, what is it? It is a Bantha. Ah! It, 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 they come... It so is, I was thinking of the Bantha as being very savage and, and almost outside of the realm. Well, that's, that's, that's one of the things that does kind of make it weird to me is that I can't imagine Banthas actually being like cows like I imagine they would be equivalent of cows but I imagine the Tusken Raiders keep all of them like like how do you even get a hold of one to, uh, to how do you raid? get a hold of one just because of their size in general yeah I mean like these uh, are they produce this... a, probably a lot of blue milk yeah they, they're about the size of elephants in fact they actually are the size of elephants because yeah. in the movie they're just elephants with like Stuff on them. Like, they're just costumed elephants, if I recall. The Wikipedia article says that it's a blue-colored liquid produced by the female Bantha's mammary glands. Banthas do have, you know, milk. They also have, like, teats and stuff. 
which is, I don't know, weird to me for some reason. I just can't imagine a Bantha being a cow. Like, yeah, I mean, a cow is like a, a manageable a manageable farm animal. It's not so big that it's going to overpower you. Um, it's not so big that you can't contain it. Uh, Bantha seems... I guess the Tuscan Raiders seem to control them fine, but to me a Bantha seems a little more uh, uncontrollable than a standard farm animal. My question about that, though, are the Banthas that we see, is that the full size or the standard size, or are there a variety of them that would produce these blue milk, or... Yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't know if like, Banthas are, are... if if they vary. I don't know. I should also be able to confirm, Banthas was a trained elephant. That, that's how they... Uh, okay. Yeah, it was very cool. Margie. That's the name <laughs> of the elephant. Um, but yes, back to blue milk. It... I just wonder why it's blue. Really, more than anything, like... I feel like it's natural? blue just, well, <laughs> in in filming purposes and story purposes, I feel like it's blue because it's more interesting. Well, yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> well, it's not even that it's more interesting. It just, it take it doesn't pull you out of the picture and say, oh my God, they're drinking milk. You know, this is so unrealistic. But I feel like, like every other mammal on earth has white milk or if not white, it's a, like a clearish. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, like, I guess this is Tatooine, so I can't say, you know, that this is how it should be. Have we seen, like, we've seen some different color blood in Star Wars, haven't we? Yeah, um, yeah, we probably have. I feel like that's the same thing, just to, just to be different enough that it, it isn't there. you know. Well, so, we know it's blue. What do you think it tastes like? Do you think it tastes like regular milk? Or? So now that I hear it comes from a bantha, I can't imagine it tastes very good. But um, <laughs> it just sounds, Banthas just look so dirty. Like When I see blue, I think of artificial vanilla. Yeah. You, you know, like, sometimes that, like, ice cream cake vanilla flavor. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds pretty awesome. Um, well, that does sound good, because it's either that or I'm thinking, like, um, like a blue raspberry flavor. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. Like, I just look at it and go, like, it's one of those, um, uh, like... Uh, blendi- uh, Blendinos or whatever from uh, Rita's where it's the ice cream mixed with uh, blue water ice. I would assume it tastes good because we watched the scene, the the big scene in the in the, in <laughs> the, the Skywalker homestead. Blue Milk's famous scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's really interesting about it because it, it makes a barely makes an appearance but when Luke sits down or when, when, the, when the scene starts Aunt Beru pours Luke some blue milk. She pours it from a large jug into his smaller cup. Uh, and then Luke proceeds, he talks a little bit, he doesn't drink any, and then he proceeds to pour himself some more before even taking a drink. So the only thing I can cl- conclude from that is <laughs> it's really good, and Aunt Beru just didn't give him enough of it that it was even worth his time to drink. Yeah. I mean, like, why... Why did he feel that need to pour more? Like, normally it'd be like, oh, I'm going to finish this off and be like, oh, yeah, I need more. But no, Mamperu is terrible at serving drinks, apparently. <laughs> Maybe it's like chocolate milk, because when I have chocolate milk, I want to chug the whole thing. What, yeah. So, like, if I get, right. like, a can of Yoohoo, I will not, I will be extremely mad if I don't drink it in one gulp. 
you, sir, have already failed because Yoohoo is now milk. <laughs> this is this a bad start to this example. It's artificial chocolate milk. All right. Yeah, basically. But, um, <laughs> but in, in, in yeah, no, it's the same idea. Same or, or vanilla milk, which I've had, which isn't blue, but or banana milk or mint chocolate milk, any sort of flavored milk. I want to down very quickly. You think? Think about it though. Just just after you said that, like all the different flavored milks, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a Star Wars flavored blue milk that somebody has made. Like uh, like Disney would make a um have a uh, like a, a license with uh, Nesquik. Nesquik, for yeah, instance. Really, I think it's just that minor of a thing that. About three people will get the joke. Yeah, it's true. You might as well, if you did that, you might as well just call it lightsaber and have. It I think green. they could call it blue milk and call it Smurf milk and and be much more successful. <laughs> but I should make Smurf milk. But I wonder, at like maybe like the Star Wars weekends, you know, in in Disney World or or wherever they are. Where yeah, are one they of the, um, they're at one of those parks. Yeah. Um, that I wonder if they have. Uh, Blue milk and other Star Wars inspired foods there on a on a somewhat official level. Yeah, because I was I'm, I've been thinking though, like how would you make the best way to make blue milk besides, like, uh, besides just like fi- food coloring and regular milk? And I think um, if you added a little more sweetness to it, like maybe not mixed in sugar, but more of a of another flavoring and mix it with blue, you could get something <laughs> like really, a yogurt. Yeah, I think it maybe make it a little more creamy. I think you know what's interesting is we both think of blue as as sweet. Yeah, it's 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 a sweet flavor for some reason, which is a, just an odd thought. Yeah, it could be bitter for some we know, but however, the Wikipedia article does say that the milk was well known for being very rich and refreshing. That's it's, why Luke poured two. <laughs> double dose. He was really thirsty. All that droid cleaning that really that really makes you thirsty, man. It's opaque coloring, suggesting that it was also sweet. Wow. So, we're on, we're on the Of course, point. that's only somebody going like, well, it looks opaque. I guess <laughs> that means it's sweet. But then again, I guess milk would be considered sweetish. Yeah. Yeah. I, milk I, has a sweet tendency. Yep. Uh, or the milk that they put in stores. <laughs> I wonder, you know, <laughs> if they sweet it up. I don't even know. That's a possibility. I can see that. But I, I sugar it up. Maybe, but so, maybe not. I, I can tell you that I personally have had a Star Wars uh, marathon where we drank blue milk. Oh, really? Yes. Whole family got involved, and uh, you know what? Scratch that. It wasn't a marathon. It was the Lego Star Wars special on Cartoon Network. Was it the uh, um, the Padawan? Or yes. Whatever, Attack of the Padawan or whatever uh, it was called? Written by our good buddy Michael Price uh, from The Simpsons. Um, that, uh, when that premiered, we got all the kids together and we had a big blue milk party and and it was, it was just fun. It was, you know, I think it's the, it was just food coloring. So it's the easiest, (laughs) uh, easiest way to immerse yourself in the star Wars universe is by making some blue milk. If you could find whatever the hell they're serving these out of though, that's, I think what you need to really get it into the mood because the glasses that they serve it in, they serve it in this really tall... Like, yeah, it's almost like, like a vase or something. Yeah, like, they just took a vase. And then, like, the jar that it's in, which I assume is just, like, a um, uh, like a pitcher, okay. or what would be a pitcher for them, is also cylindrical, and it's just slightly larger. 
Like, I can't imagine that you can fit maybe less than, more than two glasses full It's almost, in it's interesting, like, that they're pouring from one to another and they're almost the same size. Yeah, they look at he's like, <laughs> just drink it out of the one, especially because Luke's going to drink it all anyway. Apparently. But I can also, looking at it further, it's got, like, this weird handle that doesn't quite look like... It's just like it's a like, grip. It's yeah, like, like it's, a hand, it's just like a thinner area that you can grab around. I'm sure that those are actually like old airplane parts. Yeah, knowing Star <laughs> Wars, it's like a part of a camera. Or <laughs> I think for some reason it was like, nobody brought cups to Tanzania. Uh, Tanzania. <laughs> Crap. What do we have? <laughs> it's like the containers that something was wrapped in. So, it also says here that it can be used in yogurt, ice cream, and cheese like regular milk. But I just, I'm wondering, like, what cheese that they would make with it, like... Blue cheese. Well, blue cheese, of course. But, um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm always kind of thinking, like, it, it's got to be different. Like, you can't just make American cheese with blue milk. You can't make uh, Swiss or anything else, I imagine. I mean, you can get a lot out of milk. You get a, There's a lot of variety of cheeses. The first thing I think of is that new black cheeseburger in Japan. Oh, God. It has think... the black cheese oh, and the that's... black bun. Oh, that thing is terrifying. I'm thinking of, like, a blue cheeseburger. <laughs> oh. A blue cheeseburger. Blue cheeseburger is pretty good, though. Blue cheese? Yeah, with blue, che- yeah with blue cheese it's on my it. my favorite. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> But, yeah, like... Just uh, to pause you for a second there, I had a bacon blue cheeseburger that was housed in two peanut butter and jelly grilled sandwiches. That's so American. Like, it, it, it really is. I can't And I imagine. feel like it had some potential. Um, but the grilled sandwiches were not grilled enough that the jelly just kind of shot out all over the place and I wound up just eating everything separately and being very depressed. Well, and while that's so American, they might have it on Tatooine. We don't know. It's true. That could be very Tatooine. I mean, um... I just want to know, like, would it, how different would it be the process with bantha milk? But, you know what, thinking about it though, how do you milk a bantha? Do so, you think, like, they're... How many bothins died milking a bantha? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, I mean, like, first of all, it's, it's hairy as can be, so just finding your, your right spot to milk and hoping... That the hair doesn't dip into the milk. Oh, oh that's Or gross. maybe they do dip the hair in the milk just for extra flavor. Oh, this is so gross just thinking about it. I mean, like, it, it's just really weird. Like, I can't look at it and think that that's something I would milk. It's like looking at literally any other mammal besides a cow at, at this point, admittedly. But, like, it also, like, I can't tell how fat it is. And yeah, it's like, I mean, it's all it this might hair. be kind of small under all that hair. Yeah, but it could also be really heavy under all that hair. Like, like, uh, what is, uh, like when you see like a shaved cat, mm-hmm. or even like a um, like the, there's those those hairless guinea pigs that are just they look like so tiny without all their hair. But that's what happened this morning. My dog went for a groomer's appointment, and he's like like sheepish in his hair. He gets comes back from it, and he's just like like stick thin like <laughs> it's just is weird and like i can't so imagine we need to this is your task for the week is to draw a shaved bantha i will absolutely try that because i that sounds like a challenge because i can't describe even begin to like figure out how the lips work like the lips are by far the weirdest part of the bantha absolutely and it's it's they're the thing... so big 
It like <laughs> they're so big, it's almost comical. But I mean, without them, it's it's not a band. That, I mean, that's kind of what makes it. But yeah. but they're just they're so big. I mean, like they really are. Cause see, you can fit a person on. They're as large as at least one trained elephant. Yeah. So, I mean, it just doesn't look like just the jaw of it. I'll see when you draw the naked one, but the shaved one. But I mean, the jaw has to be massive. Absolutely. Oh, but I did just notice there. Apparently, there is such a thing as a dwarf bantha. Now we're talking. See that that might that actually, might be what we're milking. Did did Amperu or did Am- Uncle Owen and Amperu have? That's a bantha? interesting. They may have a bantha somewhere because yeah. we don't. We I don't think we see everything in the in the Skywalker home. I mean, yeah, we know that he, they're farmers. Yep. I mean, I mean, we know that they're moisture farmers, which is weirder than a regular farmer, I imagine. <laughs> but a, I imagine that you know, it's probably, uh, probably could have a couple of animals, maybe a couple of womp rats that they keep for some reason. I can't imagine you can get anything out of a womp rat. And to be honest, I'm afraid that Luke would just keep shooting them. <laughs> So the other thing it says about Bantha milk is it's also called Tatooine milk. So it's either exclusive to Tatooine or Banthas are exclusive to Tatooine. Banthas. So this is one of the things that always bugs me in the expanded universe. And really the the films follow. I think a lot of the film stuff might follow this problem. Is that Tatooine is always described as being the most backwater. As Luke puts it, he describes it as uh, if there's a center of the galaxy, you are at the farthest point from it. Yep. Um. But a lot of stuff comes from Tatooine. So, like, all the milk, come, like, blue milk comes from it, and it apparently is a big thing. Or at least it seems like it comes across as. So and Banthas come from there, but they apparently are also cultivated in other areas. Or- Banthas were sturdy and easily domesticated beasts of burden that were found all over the galaxy. So, to start... So they're found all over the galaxy, but the milk is called Tatooine milk. So there's there's something a little weird there. Maybe just on Tatooine, they're the only place people that have, you know, decided to milk them. But they're def- they're defined as easily domesticated beasts of burden. Well, that is um, that is something to think about, though. Is that Banthas couldn't exist on Tatooine? Why would they be furry? Like everything else you see on Tatooine's a lizard. You see the crate dragons true. and the womp rats are you know small little creatures that. You know, small mammal-dwelling creatures. But a bantha... Bantha's as hairy as a woolly mammoth, if not more so. Well, it was one of the most adaptable herbivorous creatures in the galaxy and could be found in several worlds. They were able to survive in almost any extremes of environment and could go without food or water for several weeks. So that is very desert-like of them, I guess. But, like, do they come from Tatooine? Or are they just kind of, like, it's it's gotten to the point where nobody remembers? Uh, They reached sexual maturity at the age of 20. That doesn't answer your question. No, it doesn't. That's also, like, <laughs> that really sucks. Those are not very good domesticated animals. 20 years is a long time. To wait for your milk? Yeah, to wait for, for to be able to milk it? Like That is that is as backwards as it gets right there. Yes. You know, they're easily domesticated, but they're massive. They're, they take 20 years to reach their maturity, but they're, they produce milk. I mean, like. I mean, maybe it's like a fine cheese or a wine that takes years to develop. <laughs> yeah, maybe it could be like something much more valuable to. But that usually doesn't come as a uh, like milk is at least here is a staple, and it's a. I mean, I hope they just live a long time because twenty years is. They live eighty to a hundred. Okay, so, so that's... they get you get your your time out of your bantha. I guess so, but at the same time, I cannot 
Really? 20 years? Oh, man. Because, I mean, like, well, how long can a cow possibly take? Can't be that much longer. That long. Uh, they, they're born pretty big. It's not 20 years. It can yeah, be yeah I know that. I mean, that's just, like, that's a real investment of your time and energy to, to raise a bantha. Here's interesting. Bantha dung was also another useful byproduct of the species, as it smoldered for a significant amount of time and was used by the Tuscans as cooking fuel. Oh, that's really gross. Um, that That's not very pleasant. Like, I can't imagine that smelling good. good. Plus, I mean, that's the thing, though, is if bantha fodder is useful, then why do people keep calling them that? Everybody that. Because doesn't Jabba call them bantha poodoo? He does call them bantha poodoo. So, I mean, like, it seems like it has some use, more some use than, uh, you know, the nothingness that it's usually used as. Especially in, like, uh, Battlefront 2, if you're the worst player on the field, you... You're uh, a bantha fodder. What else? Where else is... Uh, it says here that Dex's diner served blue milk. Yes, and apparently it does appear in the film. Does it? Yeah, in Attack of the Clones, you can... Uh, at least according to the sources. I don't remember this. Which I... means... I it's It kind of correlates... A diner and breakfast, to me, are, are hand in hand. So, this might be breakfast, brunchy... Yeah, uh, whatever they're eating. You know. I mean, uh, that's the thing is, is that... Dex's diner, like, I can't imagine going into a diner and ordering a thing of milk. Like, at a dinner table? Yeah, okay. I am so finicky about my milk. I mean, I I will not eat, I will not drink milk if it's been open for, like, a day. And I will not drink anything but the one brand of milk that comes from Wegmans, our local grocery store. Uh, everything else, to me, just tastes weird and funky, and I don't trust it. So, uh, I'm not going to eat milk in any diner anywhere. It's not happening. I would not trust Dexter, Dexter Jetster, with anything. Like, it's, I look at the guy and I don't want him cooking for me at all. But, no. That is true. But he he seems to be successful, so. But he has blue milk. I wonder if he serves any of the various stuff that they make with it. The ice cream. They probably the have cheese. ice. They probably have a soft serve machine oh, in the back. The blue cheeseburger at Dex's Diner. <laughs> That's probably really good. That's one of those like. Uh, bu- it's, like it's on my bucket list. <laughs> you got the time travel. Somebody's gonna make that happen. <laughs> I, I'll I'll find out a recipe. There's somebody's gotta make it. So it has a lot of appearances outside of um, just the Star Wars films. It, it seems like every video game ever, every. Uh, show every every comic has squeezed in some some blue milk somewhere and well, that's partially because it's one of the few drinks that people can reference yes but at the same time apparently it is also used in the popular for there's a popular phrase that uses it called a blue milk run a blue milk run is, is it like a kessel run yeah well no it's not a sort of it <laughs> could be if you but a blue milk run is referring to a very simple, very easy to do mission. It's a, it's a military phrase, like a vanilla run. Yeah, it's we, so like, it's another tie to blue and being vanilla. Exactly. Uh, it's it's basically a milk toast mission. Yeah. Which is I don't know. That's how I always associate milk is very bland, really. Or at least it it kind of is. It's very bland in the sense that even like socially, if you drink milk, you're not a very interesting person, probably. But, uh, like, Blue Milk Run is referring to that. Apparently, Obi-Wan Kenobi says that at some point. Um, in nothing that we would recognize. 
<laughs> well, okay, I actually recognize uh, Jedi Knight 2 and Jedi Knight Academy, uh, Jedi Academy, but those are video games, you know. Yeah. But it, it's in a couple of things. Um, and Blue Milk is mentioned in quite a few things as well. Um, I guess really it is that reference. It's kind of just a weird thing that people drink from time to time. It says there was a card for the uh, customized local card game for Blue Milk. <laughs> oh, God. Which is pretty interesting. So while you think Wikipedia has all of the details, uh, take a, uh, somehow this was I don't think this is on there, but this was this is I'm looking at the card uh, from the CCG, the Star Wars customizable card game. Which one is that though? Uh, There's like four of them. Which it's just called Star Wars. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Google it. I don't know. <laughs> Read it up. Uh, so blue milk. Here's what the card says: nutrient-rich beverage, common in moisture farm communities, rumored to have medicinal qualities. Popular in cantinas among those who can't hold their jury juice. So, it's the non-alcoholic equivalent. It's basically, you know, every scene in certain movies where the, the guy that's, like, not very tough goes into a bar and he's like, <laughs> ask, for a cup of of ask for a cup of milk. That's basically, if you ask for a cup of blue milk at the bar, which is what Luke could have ordered. Yeah, I don't... Uh, take a look at the scene when Luke walks into the cantina. He tugs on uh, Wooher, the bartender, and... And and it sounds like he says like I'll have what he's having or like I'll have one of these or something. But really, I can't like, really tell what he says. Can't see what he's like nodding at. Um, but I could see him going for some more milk, considering it's been how long since he's had his double dose of well, milk. Yeah. Well, he needs to get over. He really needs to drown his sorrows in those blue milk. I mean, his his aunt and uncle just died. My favorite part about this this Star Wars CCG <laughs> card is it's showing Luke. I think. Pouring it for the second time. Yeah, it's just the it's just the image that it uses for uh, in the move that they do in the movie. So it has medicinal qualities. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's nutrient rich, so you know at least maybe it, that's part of what makes uh, Luke so special in his uh, helps with Jedi qualities. It's actually like a, um, force juice. It it really replenishes the metachlorians. That's why he drinks it every day. You gotta drink your milk. It, it it not only has calcium, it'll give you more <laughs> metachlorians. And if you keep doing it, you'll be as powerful as Yoda someday. Maybe I'll tell my kids that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> It'll get them to just drink probably milk. just leave out the metachlorians, but you, that's something that might screw a person up. We need some final thoughts on blue milk, but before we go into that, I just want to explain one weird little tidbit, Star Wars tidbit that happened today. Okay. At my job, I'm interviewing a girl who's about 22, 23, and she saw my Star Wars poster on the wall and asked me if I was excited about the next one, you know, about episode seven. And I said, yes. And I said, how about you? And she said, yeah. And she said, I hope it picks up where episode three left off. (laughs) Wait. I don't think she knows that there's a four, five, and six. Oh no! Oh God, no! That that person has to exist too. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, uh, I, they have to know that it's called Star Wars Seven, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I said Episode Seven right now when I was explaining it, but she probably said something along, you know, the next Star Wars film. But she said that she hopes it picks up where Episode Three lifts off, uh, left off. Oh my God! And I, I, I couldn't hire her after that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, final question. Um, Here's my final question for you. Yeah. Do you think Blue Milk, and this is all speculation, will appear in Star Wars 7? 
it's tricky because I don't know if J.J. Abrams is going to go the the super fan service route of cramming in everything. Uh, so for that reason, I think the answer is no. Um, it's a subtle enough thing that, if anything, it should probably be one of the things that shows up. Um, because, you know, it can be a cup off to the side in a seam. But, and, and I, he is pretty fan-serving, looking at the things he's been doing in the, in the, you know, in recent tweets and things like that, but, mm, I'll go with no. Alright. What are your thoughts? You think it will? Maybe, but only as a background element. Nobody will talk about it. Maybe Nobody he, will ever talk about it, no. no. We're the only people who are ever going to talk about it. <laughs> and welcome to the Star What The F*** Game Show. I'm your host, Marty Cobb. And today, our contestant is... Neil Barani. I don't really have anything to say about that name, so <clears throat> let's get into the game. <laughs> it's a very boring name. <laughs> Today's word is... Rogue Angel 7. Rogue Angel 7. So, what do I think Rogue Angel 7 is? Yep. While it sounds like it could be a video game, could be. Well, the seventh iteration of a video game. It could be. It could just be a separate video game, not related to Star Wars at all. If it was seven written out, not a number seven, I would say it could be the first of of a series. Not the first of a series, just just a, a game on its own, um, just like Fox Force Five or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But I'm I'm guessing it's a vehicle. And the Rogue Angel 7 is a, it has to be a ship, a flying ship, that's kind of, I don't know, like, very sleek and, and, and sort of, the complete opposite of a cloud car, I'm trying to think of something <laughs> really, really sleek, almost like a, like a Naboo fighter, but a little more sinister, um, flown by... Some expanded universe pilot uh, of note. But do I think it's a good ship or an evil ship? Rogue Angel. It's a bounty hunter ship. That's not a bad guess. Alright. So is that it? Is that your My answer? final answer is a bounty hunter ship that's not like a cloud car. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning it's not connected to another one of itself. Well, I can't give you a point. Because uh. it's not a vehicle. Rogue Angel 7 was the key phrase to Leia Organa Solo's private diplomatic cipher in 18 ABY, or after Battle of Yavin. Wow. That's it. It's just a diplomatic cipher. Whatever that... It's a code. Yeah, it's, a... it's just a key phrase to unlock something. I don't, I don't know what exactly a diplomatic cipher is in this case. Well... You should try saying it somewhere and see what happens. <laughs> Rogue Angel 7. To be honest, it's not a bad password. I could see like that being a password in a movie. <laughs> like, I see President Obama. Uh, you know, the, let's execute Rogue Angel, Rogue Angel 7. It's the it's the password to the nuclear football. Like that. <laughs> so you can launch the nukes is Rogue Angel 7. Nuclear football? It's like the little... It's like a little case that has all the nuclear codes in it. What's the, what's the football? It's it's shaped footballish. Very American. Very. 
Well, that is not a, not a, it is shaped like an American football. I should no, know. I know that. <laughs> I know, but I'm noting for other <laughs> outside of the country people, it is not circular. I I could also have that wrong. I could be a total idiot, but I, I don't know anything about this country. I just live here. But Rogue Angel Seven is just a diplomatic key phrase. It is not an awesome sounding vehicle. Mm. Rogue Angel Seven is still also a very good uh, game name. Like it should be like a Star Foxy. Yeah. Like a game about seven, like, anthropomorphic animals killing stuff or whatever. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it does sound like fun. All right. Thank you for coming in, uh, Neil, whatever your last name was, Barrison. Sounds about right. <laughs> and I wish a good ending to all of you at home. That's it for this episode of Star What the Fuck. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll catch you next time. See ya. This episode is brought to you by the Jedi Library. If we don't have a book, it doesn't exist. 